0: Hello and welcome to Netflix, your weekly guide on what to binge this week.
1: I'm Helen Daly. And I'm Helen Kelly. Together we're the two Helens. Consider us your go-to girls. Your go-to Helens. For everything you need to know on the latest Netflix releases. This week we're delving into
0: the world of the OA, which is... Um, well, it's kind of difficult to explain, but it's very, very
1: good. And it's back today Yay. for the highly anticipated part two. And we're big fans of it here on Netflix.
0: And what's more, we have an exclusive interview with incoming lead Kingsley ben who told me what it's like working on such a show and whether he'll be back for part three. You absolutely
1: do not want to miss this. Stay tuned to find out more. So
0: HK, I feel like I've asked you some pretty difficult questions on Netflix. Yes. But here's your hardest today. date. What is the OA about? Right, well, start <laughs> off with the easy question.
1: Um, usually this would be the easiest question to answer, but it's not. The, I don't even think I could read a synopsis and you would know what it's about. Very basically, it's about <laughs> this girl called Prairie who was blind and she went missing she returns home seven years later i think it is yeah and she has her sight back Hurrah! oh my god what (laughs) happened um yeah then she kind of meets some kids and she tells them about what happened to her and about her kind of like journey to like search for her father who was um oh gosh i'm already struggling (laughs) when she was younger she believes that she was um born into a really rich Russian family she was in a, a school bus accident and she was the only one who survived but as she survived she lost his sight and she had like a near-death experience yeah NDE which is really crucial yeah don't forget that bit guys um <laughs> amongst everything else and then she her dad dies or something happens she gets taken away from home and then she ends up in this kind of place I think is it a brothel i think it's just an orphanage and she's like it's a bit seedy though yeah it's it's not quite right yeah um and then she is adopted by abel and nancy johnson got it who we love yep um and they kind of raise her as their own in the u.s and then obviously she goes missing and she goes to search for her father and she ends up meeting hap and hap's like yeah i can help you i know about ndes did i get that right yeah
0: and um, hap is jason isaacs yeah who we'll discuss more in a bit
1: and he's like yeah come with me he flies her after this place and she's obviously oh, she's, she's blind so she doesn't know where he's taking her and where does she end up in his basement what Lot twist <laughs> um so this is all this storyline's kind of all unfolding at the same time as Prairie is back at home telling this story to her new friends and she's like I really need your help and she's telling them about um near-death experiences how he wants to like travel to different dimensions and they kind of have this routine which a lot of people have done and posted on have they have you not watched no I did wonder though (laughs) so many people have practiced this it went a bit crazy um went viral and they kind of can heal people or travel to different dimensions i'm not showing sure the full extent of it there's a lot of questions um but then you kind of get back to how prairie escaped and then how she got back home and it ends with a very shocking scene of um a school shooting and her new friends performing this routine she gets shot she's in the back of an ambulance and the ambulance drives off where's she gone has she gone to a different dimension all i know is she wakes up <laughs> and says Homer and Homer is someone else who was in that basement with him who she's deeply in love with yeah dun 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 so surely you followed every single second of that and know exactly what
0: I was talking about so yeah I mean I did ask what it was about but I've just got a like a total recap there to be honest but I think that's the best way to go about this um because season two is completely different and um you know it's been a long time coming um Season one aired what twenty seventeen was it September twenty
1: seventeen? No, I think it was more. Was it September? Maybe I think it was later on in the year. Maybe like yeah, it was late on in twenty seventeen. Yeah, yeah, um, and it's been a long
0: time coming. You know, Brit. Wait, it wasn't twenty
1: seventeen. It was twenty sixteen. Yeah, twenty sixteen. Twenty
0: sixteen. Yes. Yeah, so Britt Marling and Zal Batmangli. Um, who created the series, they recently, you know, spoke out about why it took so long. They basically said because, you know, Brit stars in it, directs it, writes it, you know, has such a a main role in it. They have to have every single script finished before Mm -hmm. they can even start on filming. And then it's like filming eight hour movies. Like it's insane, the production value on this. So, you know, having seen the first six episodes, I'm glad they took that long (laughs) because it. Honestly, is mind blowing. Um, but yeah, so the main things that we find out from episode one is that um, Britt's character Prairie is also called Nina and she's alive.
1: <laughs> Make it more complicated, why don't you?
0: Yes. So we don't have a clue what dimension we're in at any point in the OA part two, which is where things get really confusing. And um, yeah, Prairie slash Nina is now a fully rich Russian kind of lady who it's basically she's a grown-up version of the child who never Mm. ever had a car accident never ever went into the river
1: interesting yeah
0: so it's like her past has been rewritten completely she was never kidnapped she never had an NDE she never met any of the others who were kidnapped by Hap nothing happened and obviously she knows that it happened So she basically in season two, if I could sum it up really quickly, it's her fight to find what is true. Because she doesn't know. Good luck with that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm six of eight in and I still don't know what's true and I don't actually have any idea. Um, So yeah, what the really great thing actually about season two is that um, we welcome back all of her favourite characters. So although it's completely different, we still have Hap, we still have the kidnapped kids um and we still have the the friends that she made um in season one. They're just all completely disconnected now. So not at any point are they all together again in Spoiler. one kind of episode. Thanks, it's okay, I. it's out now. Mm-hmm. It's out now. <laughs> um yeah, so one of the um one of the really challenging things with the OA, I guess, is how to make it different um yet still keep it the way and one thing that I noticed was how science fictiony this one is I don't know about you but part one to me seemed quite dramatic and a little bit teen drama-y
1: yeah and a little bit of like fantasy element in there with the kind of like angel near-death experience-y it it was a bit more like Mm -hmm. scientific-y
0: than like um kind of like sci-fi I would say and you know like i actually googled like if anything was real from the oa part one i was like can you actually like do that oh <laughs> like gosh. can you have like near death experiences like that and would you see stuff in the future cuz i guess no one knows really um yeah and then what we find is uh what we find in season 2 is that it's a lot more fantasy driven mm. um yes i don't believe a lot of it in season 2 but i'm still there for it completely so
1: you've watched the first six episodes I have without ruining it too much for me tell me who's coming in is anyone going please say there's no (laughs) death there are Um, deaths sadly
0: (laughs) there are uh well from what I've seen there's at least two tissues at the ready um or do we not care definitely for one of them one of them kind of passed me by a little bit because okay. I couldn't honestly remember the character that well. <laughs> it, it was one of the kidnapped kids. Okay. But um, yeah, I wasn't like massively bothered by mm. it. And, you know, she kind of, her death was important. Um, but there was another really tragic one. Um, I don't know if you want to block your ears for this one. Uh, but yeah, Jesse sadly dies um, in season six, uh, episode six, sorry. And um, yeah, it was really, really tragic to see him because he'd obviously been struggling a lot following on from the shooting. And um, It's fine, it's not Alfonso, it's fine. I was going to say, for those that can't remember, Helen's looking blankly at me. It's all right. (laughs) Jesse was one of the original kids that learnt the dance after hearing Prairie's story. He was in the school when the shooting was going on and he he kind of has like PTSD, um, you know, and every time he hears like a car backfire or something, he like it takes him back to the shoot and it's really, really like a, not a very nice and quite a real story. Um, and he sadly does take his own life. Um, so it's really, really tragic, um, and not massively necessary. So that's why I think that was quite upsetting as opposed to the other one. Um, in terms of new characters though, we get, um, Kareem Washington played by Kingsley Ben-Adir, is a detective and looking for a missing teenager he is wonderful in it because you see season 2 start and you think oh great it's going to be like a police detective series and then all of a sudden he's trapped in this fantasy world and you're like oh okay he's involved in it as well like and you don't know like exactly if he's going to get out you don't even know what what world he's in if it's the real world or a fake world because he meets prairie in the end who's in her fake world potentially he meets her as Nina and it's all very, very confusing. So I don't know if he's alive or dead, what he is.
1: Am I going to need to make myself a little you flow need a, chart yes. map kind of thing? You're going to need to
0: do that thing in Sherlock. You know, the guy has like all of the conspiracies and how yeah. Sherlock survived the Wreckenbach fall. <laughs> Sorry, guys, that. I need to take
1: a week off work so I can work out what's going on in the
0: OA. That's valid. <laughs> Perfect. But yeah, so he's, um, he's wonderful in it. And he actually comes across dun, 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 Zendaya who is in what? the series and it yeah the secret has landed today we weren't allowed to tell anyone about this until 22nd of march so um yeah really really exciting to see her face and it's a complete shock and yeah she crops up every now and again as this kind of game obsessed teenager Oh, wow. It's like anything she does is good. So you know it's good. Landed the jackpot there. Yeah, I know. And it's so good that they kept it a secret as well Mm. because when her face popped up on screen, obviously it's so recognisable. I was like, oh my God, like no one knew about this. And I started Googling it and there's no trace of it at all. So yeah, well done to her.
1: I think that's kind of... um something that the OA do because in season one I think the trailer dropped about a week before like there was no hype about the OA no one had heard of it the trailer dropped and a weekly it was out and there was all of these questions and that's what I really like that they're so secretive and even though there was all of these questions they didn't really answer them they'll be like yeah. you'll find out soon you'll find out soon soon being three years later um <laughs> worth the work <laughs> but yeah so we have touched upon new characters kind of storylines is it going to lead to season three do you think will we have to wait another three years I think
0: we probably will I think that's just Brit and Zal's process unfortunately mm. um but I recently met Jason and Kingsley who kind of spilled the beans a little bit um that Brit and Zal have um they have a five season plan in their head so obviously they're on part two now according to them there's three more parts um honestly like having not seen the final two episodes I can't even begin to imagine where we're gonna go from here but um I mean I'm excited for it definitely and I really really hope that the kind of main cast stick along because I don't think we've heard enough about them because like in the OA part one you you hear bits about the characters you learn bits about them but there's always like the mystery to them you don't know them fully but um it's pretty much the same in part two but again you like drip fed a little bit more um so I think you know they could quite easily keep a lot of the cast members um for part three should they want to
1: well from what you told me I really want to see everyone back together and kind of maybe like the kind of like the NDEs kids who are taken by hat meet up with prairies kind of friends from yeah like, that'd be really good like look these people are real like I'd really like to see that. Yeah, I really want to and- see them meet Homer
0: because mm. like, they've heard so much about him. Because obviously in season two as well, Homer doesn't know that he's Homer. <laughs> he's kind of given this weird name, um, Homer. <laughs> Crikey. Yes, I know. <laughs> he's given Homer and um, he is like a psychologist working for HAP. He has no idea that he's being kidnapped. He has not no recollection of it at all. And it's down to Prairie, who he thinks is Nina, to feed him the story and, like, try and work it out again.
1: Right, someone needs to draw me up a map because I'm, I'm <laughs> fully baffled and confused. But I need I mean, to watch it.
0: To be fair, though, like, from from the final from my predictions for the final two episodes I think everyone kind of will Mm. come together a bit you can see that the worlds are kind of closing in a bit on Mm. each other um and there are going to be a lot of crossovers and someone may cross over into the NDE world that we didn't quite expect but I'll save that for you (laughs) I will not spoil that one because that's a big one exciting can't wait um, so it was my massive pleasure to speak to Kingsley last week about his exciting new role in the OA and he even managed to tell me some exciting snippets about part three. So I'm here with Kingsley. Hello.
2: Hey
0: how's it going? No I'm not I'm good how are you? I'm good. Busy yeah.
2: yeah it's been it's been busy but it's been nice. got coffee and Fizzy water and had a nice lunch, so it's pretty chilled.
0: (laughs) Great, so um, we're here to talk about the OA part 2. We're here to
2: talk about the OA part 2 without telling you anything about the OA part 2.
0: I'm sure the listeners are going to love that one. (laughs) Trying not to
2: give anything away, but no.
0: Well, let's start with who is Kareem.
2: Kareem Kareem Washington is a private investigator who you meet at the beginning of part 2. He um, lives on a houseboat in San Francisco. He drives an orange Saab and he uh, sets off on an investigation to find this missing teenager. Uh, her her, her uh, grandmother comes to him on his boat at the beginning, and yeah, he sort of sets off on an investigation to find her. And you've, as you've seen from the bits that you've seen, he yeah, he goes off on that quest.
0: Yeah, he stumbles across Prairie, who he thinks is Nina, right? Yeah. <laughs> so
2: our paths cross. Our paths cross, and um, yeah, Brit's character joins me and we kind of go off on a a film kind of noir-esque investigation where... Yeah, she's playing the lead girl and I'm playing the lead detective.
0: It's so interesting that you say Brit's character. Because yeah, I, I've it been doing be a lot, yeah, one. Brit's character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in terms of your scenes, when I was watching um, episodes one to six, I found them the most interesting. Oh, because thanks, Especially that house scene. And I, I must talk about when you're running through the house episode and you don't really know where you are. And as a viewer, you don't know where you are. Yeah. What was it like filming something like that?
2: that the house episode was kind of nuts when is this going out by the way I don't know um, on oh,
0: the 22nd <laughs> okay cool I
2: should still probably be quite careful about like saying too much about the, the plot and stuff just yeah. because if anyone's watching it who hasn't <laughs> seen it and I'll get told off on Netflix but <laughs> the house the house was a a, a really interesting episode and it's actually the house was the episode that I'd call Zal about the most it was mm-hmm. just like I would just think about it so much and I'd I'd wake up and I'd be confused by it and I'd want to know what was going on and, like, how we should play it and what each bit was going to be and when he's running through the film when he's in the house and the mirrors and all of that stuff, mm-hmm. it was just, like, it's it's kind of bananas to wrap your head around and I, I don't even want to say too much about it because there are things about that house that you learn in seven yeah. and eight that are going to blow your mind. Oh, they, they, they literally, play. yeah, and I, and, I, and I haven't seen those bits, but I've been rereading um, over the last week just to kind of remind myself of what happens at each step of the way and yeah that, that house on Knob Hill turns into an absolute I don't know if you can swear on this I will swear but it turns into a, 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 a madness um, <laughs> yeah. an intriguing Griffin madness
0: and I, I did wonder actually when I was watching it how it must have been filming in some of those settings you know there's the mirrored room and it must have been like quite challenging I guess to film in something like that
2: yeah that, that mirror room Turned into a VFX kind of nightmare, yeah. and it, it was a huge amount of work and thinking that went behind it in order to like make it work technically from like a, a physical camera
0: That's point what I was of view, yeah. yeah, and
2: like how how it worked. And I remember not really being able to get my head around it, but it, it sort of involved glass and post production and all of that stuff. And the guy Justin who we had can't remember Justin's surname, but he's a. Uh, um, He's in charge of all of that stuff, and he, mm-hmm. he's just done an like an incredible job. And Zal told me that he was, he was the highest paid person on that set because he's so damn good <laughs> well at what deserved. he does. Well <laughs> deserved. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then there was the, the field, which was which was a night shoot of. I mean, physically, I physically got to the end of that night because we had until the sun came up, so it got to about five thirty in the mm-hmm. morning, and I had been running that distance with those hands and. Yeah, and we we got to the last take, and I was like, I I wasn't able to move after that. Hmm, my muscles were, bang in trouble for the next week. Yeah, but, um, yeah, but yeah, the the house was a, it's a mad episode, mm. and like, um, yeah, a lot of a lot of thought went into that.
0: I think viewers will certainly have a good reaction to yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's a, tr- a strong episode, and um, you know, one thing that is exemplified within that. Um, episode is just how creative and how mad the world of the OA can be, is that what got you on board to it, something so creatively different to anything that you've maybe done before
2: that's definitely like a a part of it that made me feel like lucky to be involved with that Mm. kind of project but I think if I'm honest with you like from, 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 from my point of view or from an actor's point of view depending on where in the pecking order you are you sort of have to weigh up what you know job feels the best at the time and the OA was just the best writing, best you know creative people and the cast and you know Jason and Emery and Britt are all going to be involved. and I love my part on the page. It, he he sort of read as as smart and um, there was an intelligence about him and he felt centered. he felt like there was attitude without attitude being the overall thing about him. He felt kind of cool without being, too cool, and he—he, he, I, I love that he didn't apologise for himself. There were so many lines throughout the script where he just felt like someone who was just going about doing things without apologising and, and and asking too much. And I like that. There was a there was a charisma and a personality on the page. Mm. So I was like, yeah, I want to try and do that, bring that to life And
0: he's super inquisitive. You know, he just takes kind of Prairie's word and runs with it um, you see yeah. them have like a chat and stuff and I thought you know why um, why do you think he wants to go on this adventure is it purely driven by the, the missing girl or is that is there a different element behind it
2: I think yeah I think on some level he's driven by good and like I think the old woman at the beginning taps into some part of his heart mm. but I think as well it's his job and it's money and I, I, I think he 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 sets out to find a a dead I think he's setting out to find a body, you know, and I think as he as he moves forward in the investigation it it becomes it it's it's not what it seems. I think he's I think he's being pulled into the investigation by forces that perhaps he's not even aware of. Um, but yeah, just like to, to read that investigation on the page before starting was was something in just reading it, you're like, where is this going? Where is this going? And I and like I can honestly tell you that there are things that are gonna happen in seven and eight that you just will not be able to imagine. I've had to go back and reread and um I don't wanna see them yet. I Haven't seen <laughs> seven and eight because I guess I wanna sit down and watch them all as a whole because as Jason has been saying a lot today, um it is an eight hour film. You know what I mean? It's an eight hour film and um yeah. What were we talking about?
0: Here? <laughs> just, the just, character. For just the character. Yeah, yeah you know. no, but I mean that's what the OA does to you. You know, you must have these deep philosophical questions on set about you know life, death, the afterlife. You must, you must just sit and talk for hours as a cast. Only No, do
2: you know what? Only over the last couple of weeks, as I as I've been kind of revisiting it and, and and trying to work out things to say for all of this press and what it's about, and reminding myself of the storyline, etc., etc. But. I read the script a couple of times before I started and then I kind of discarded any of the material that, that wasn't Kareem's investigation and his journey so over those five months that we were shooting I just kept referring to my script which was just the scenes that I do and where my story arc sort of takes Kareem so I, my questions were only really about my investigation and what was going on with Kareem Um, so three and six are just a myth to me. Um, and yeah, I sort of tried to follow it as a, just a logical investigation that he's going on from moment to moment. And yeah.
0: And I think, you know, we can assume that everyone will, all the storylines will converge into one by the end of it. How can you, without saying too much, say what's coming?
2: (laughs) I don't know if I can even say that that's true. Um, Say the question again, sorry.
0: <laughs> so how can you tease what's coming up without actually giving
2: I, too much away? All I can <laughs> say about what's coming up, what have you seen up to six? Up to six. All I can say is that things happen in seven and eight that are going to blow your mind and that you, 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 not in your wildest dreams would you ever be able to imagine what Zara and Britt have, have come up with. And I think, going back to your question before about like what attracted you all, like what was appealing about it? It was those final like where it goes by the end is is fascinating. Um, creatively, they have the reins are off, man, and they're just they're off on one, and it's 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 bananas mm. in a wonderful way.
0: So, one of the things we like to do on the podcast is kind of you know offer recommendations for people to watch. How would you sell the OA to someone that's never seen it before? Perhaps the most difficult question of the day. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Like if you're into watching, if you're if you're if you're into watching something that isn't going to carry you along and has like a number of layers to it and sort of requires your creative involvement and concentration in a way that I'd say most you know television and films don't. is not going to drag you along. is not going to spoon feed you answers. If you're willing to go on like a an eight hour or sixteen hour viewing talking about both seasons, if you you want to go on like a, a mad journey of something that we haven't really seen before. And I don't know, it's a really hard question. The OA is, it's about so many things and that Zarl and Brit, they take they've taken these huge ideas about consciousness and dreams and realities and dimensions and they've, and they've Sort of arced it all into a story where there's these interesting misfit kind of characters that we don't see that much um, on screen, and I don't know. It's 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 a treat. It's it's something different.
0: Um, <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I think for anyone who hasn't seen it, if you just talk to people that who are involved with the OA, I think that the people who do respond to it like respond to it in such a profound way that um, yeah, it's probably worth listening to that. I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, it, it's so hard because it doesn't yeah. even fit into a genre almost.
2: Yeah, what is the genre?
0: I mean, I, I honestly don't know because. Me neither. Season two, well, part two, seems to have gone down a more science fictiony route to what yeah. it wasn't before. It was more. Someone
2: like, asked me that a few. Someone sort of suggested that it was sci-fi, and that was the first time I'd ever heard of that or thought of it. And I was like, I'd, I just, I, I hadn't even thought about a genre.
0: Hmm.
2: I don't know what that says about the OA, but. It, like I just thought of it as a yeah as a story about people I guess
0: and I think the, it's quite refreshing to have something that doesn't fit a genre because then you can genuinely recommend it to anyone yeah and yeah. um it fits Netflix really well
2: in the sense that
0: it's, it's that freedom freedom yeah. yeah that's everyone I speak to that works with Netflix just talk about the freedom that the, the platform allows it did you mm. find that on set that you were allowed to be quite free with it
2: yeah the conversations the creative conversations um, between Zal and I and 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 Brett when we were on set together working as actors were 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 super creative and you had an input and we could like change things and we could be going in one direction for hours and then it could suddenly change at the end and everything would kind of flip on its you know it would just change up last minute which is uh, dangerous and kind of testing and um yeah, you always kind of felt like you were you were walking the line and you'd finish days extremely tired, you know, which is always a good sign, because, it, you know, that means everyone's sort of been doing the work. Um,
0: I was going to say, what was the atmosphere like on, on set?
2: The atmosphere, it was different every day. Yeah, I think work, work is the always... To, I mean, whenever you're filming anything, it's different every day because there's mm. so many people involved and depending on what scene you're doing, depending on the pressure you put on yourself to perform in that scene, depending on what the scene is, um, and, you know, and how set was for me, is gonna be different for someone else, but yeah, there were ups and downs, and, um, but overall I, I enjoyed it, and it was an experience that uh, has, yeah, changed the way I look at sort of making TV and film, and, and, and was a, a real education, in filmmaking, a crash course,
0: yeah, a
2: crash course in yeah.
0: And I know you you wouldn't tell me, but um, if there was a chance to do season three or part three, would you jump at it? I mean,
2: yeah, I'm signed up. So yeah, you are. Yeah, we'll see.
0: <laughs> that's good news. We'll see. What what could we expect from part three?
2: I've got no idea. I I don't even know if that's got anything to do with me being involved in season three. But the way these studios work now is that they sign everyone up for five years. So whether you're in it or not, you, you, okay. you end up signing these five-year options or seven-year options. Only sort of very successful movie people um, get away with not having to sign those things. So yeah, I, I, I signed up to um, to be a part of it for a while. and Yeah, so we'll, we'll see. Um, maybe that's even giving too much away. Maybe I shouldn't have even said that. <laughs>
0: you um, may or may not I be in it. A... I may or may
2: not be in it. But yes, if Britain's are asked me to be, I would... Um, but yeah, it depends where they're going with yeah, it. Yeah, it
0: could go anywhere. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's a great gig, man.
0: Yeah, and what is coming up for you in the future?
2: Uh, I'm just getting into a, a, a new script at the moment, which is a TV thing. That's hopefully going to film in New York for the next part of this year. Um, but yeah, I won't I won't say anything because i I haven't signed I haven't signed anything on the dotted line yet. But um, I found out yesterday that it's looking like it's going to go ahead. So uh yeah probably gonna move to new york for a little while which would be cool
0: <laughs> per- perks of the job <laughs> yeah new york's all right man yeah. east
2: village and soho and brooklyn yeah oh, yeah
0: thank you very much for speaking to us today i really appreciate it
2: nice to speak to you
0: so i'm mega excited at the prospect of more seasons of the oa and i can't wait to go home tonight and watch the
1: final two episodes But what should you watch if you've seen all of the OA? Oh, sorry, when you've seen all of the OA. Here on Netflix, we're on hand to give you top tips on what you're going to want to binge next. And if you like Jason Isaacs in this, you'll love him in Star Trek Discovery. This series follows the USS Discovery and their adventures. It delves into some really deep Star Trek lore and goes some way to answering some questions the show has never gone to before. And if you're looking for another female-led
0: cast, you can't go far wrong with Orphan Black. Tatiana Maslany gets involved in some serious tangles of clones and everything. And you don't know who the real woman is and who is the fake. It's very Inception-like and very the OA. It's definitely worth giving a go, but make sure you concentrate.
1: Another map to draw out there then? I have several. Oh, gosh. (laughs) And finally, Travellers could be a good one for you. Way out in the future, the last surviving humans find a way of sending messages back to the 21st century in a bid to try and save humanity from their impending future. It's a high stake and, of course, full of morals. Is it right to change the future? Mm -mm. I can't even answer it because I'm
0: watching the away and it's confusing me. (laughs) Oh dear. (laughs) Too many tenses. (laughs) Too
1: many storylines, too many characters, too much. But not enough, crucially, from the OA.
0: Yeah, one more answer. <laughs> Honestly. So that's all for this week. Thank you so much for joining us on our very complicated and not at all logical chat about the OA. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe, comment, and tell your friends about us and join in with the debate on Twitter.
1: You can find us at Pod, where we'll be teasing details of our next episode. And come and join in the conversation on Twitter. This week, we're asking which world do you think is the real one? Ooh, inception. So, yeah, it's up to you. Is Prairie's World real or what about the kids' universe? Or is Hap right? None of that makes sense to me. I'm going to go and watch it all now and let you know what I think. <laughs> I'm going to watch it again and then actually vote because I don't know yet.
0: <laughs> um So, next week, we're looking at your April highlights and we're going to have everything you absolutely
1: should not miss from April. And there's some big shows on this list, so tune in to get your viewing calendar sorted. See you next week. Bye. <music>